ora, I'm Karen O'Leary and this is Full Disclosure. We're going to talk to politicians, builders, actors, writers and media personalities to find out how coming out was for them. This podcast is bursting with pride to be supporting Rainbow Youth. Joining me in the Full Disclosure studio is Ryan Bridge. Ryan is one of the hosts of Three's The AM Show and a former News Hub TV reporter and Radio Live political reporter. For a long time I thought that my whole life would just end when this came out. You know, I thought everyone I knew and everyone I liked and everyone I wanted to hang out with wouldn't want to be near me anymore. I went to a counsellor before I came out to try and work myself up to it. You know, like, I need to rip this band-aid off. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming in, Ryan. Appreciate it. It's great for you to be here, and um, I look forward to hearing all about your amazing stories of being gay. I'm happy to be here to share them. It's not something that I do often. My brother said to me the other day, the last time I talked about being gay, or the, the two times I've spoken really openly and yes. honestly about being gay on TV, yes. I cried. <laughs> yeah. And he said, it's, it's not a ringing endorsement for being gay oh. if you cry every time you talk about it, Ryan. Okay, well, look, <laughs> if, if you start to get tearful here today, I mean, we've probably got some tissues somewhere. I'll be fine. Are you, do you, th- are you feeling okay? I'm feeling okay. okay. I feel comfortable in your... Embrace. Okay, great. And I didn't say I was going to hug you, but um, if you do need that, I can provide someone from out there to come in and give you a hug. Okay, okay? Right, thank yeah. you. Tell me a bit about your your home. I share a house with my partner and our dog, a wee beagle who's two years old named Fanny. Fanny? We needed one in the house. Oh, well, who wouldn't? I mean, you know, you know the more Fanny's the better if you ask me. <laughs> we thought we'd do it to keep mum and dad happy, you know, there's one in the house. Oh, that's good. And yeah. does it make them happy? I think so. Yeah. Do they like Fanny? They do love Fanny. Do they like your partner? They love my partner. This is win-win then, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so you live with your partner, who I'm presuming is a man. It's a man. Yes, of course, and that's hence why you're here. Check that out. Yeah, and so you identify as gay. Yes. And how long have you done that? Well, I told my mum that I was gay, which I think is the most important thing. Yes. When I was about 21, I was in my early 20s, I sat her down and... Had the chat. Had the chat. How did it go? Well, I'd actually bought a ticket to go to London Mm. in the event that it all went tits up. So I saved a lot of money to move to the UK on a a study exchange when I was at university. Yeah, in case your (laughs) mum lost the block. Yes, in case it all went tits up and I had an escape plan. So three weeks before I left. Amazing planning. I think I needed needed an escape route. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know, so about three weeks before I left, I sat her down on the couch and I just couldn't get the words out. Mm. I just couldn't say it. Yeah. So I just started crying. Right. As you do. And and then she was like, what, you know, what's wrong? And it's when she asked me the question that I was able to say, I'm gay. And she was wonderful about it. And she gave me a hug and she felt terrible and couldn't believe I hadn't told her and Aww. all that kind of stuff. So was that a surprise to you, though? Were you worried that she, she wouldn't take it as well as she did? I was more worried about my dad, right? who yes. I obviously, you'll note in this story, didn't tell. Yes, I was going to – were your mum and dad together or not? Yes. They, yeah, they no, like, they very much were. But I, want, I made mum swear that she wouldn't tell dad. You know, I thought that – for a long time, I thought that my whole life would just end when this mm. came out. You know, yeah. I thought that everyone I knew and everyone I liked and everyone I wanted to hang out with wouldn't want to be near me anymore. So it was very much a huge thing to get to that point. And I had gone to a counsellor before I came out to yeah. try and work myself up to it. You know, like, I, I need to rip this Band-Aid yes, off. Yes, And I went to Christian Social Services, they were called. 
Wow. Of, <laughs> of, all, of all the services. You, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there was a woman there in Wellington who was fantastic and who walked me into it to yeah. the point where I was sitting in the living room with mum. Wow. And so then what happened with your dad? How much longer was it before you told your dad? Went to the UK. Oh, yeah. So you still did your escape plan even though you didn't really need to. Did the escape plan even yeah. though I didn't need to because yeah, yeah. I was like, well, I yeah. booked the flights. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise you'd have lost heaps of money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went over there and um, two weeks before I came home, <laughs> I yeah. said to mum, I'm like, well, you know, I'm sort of out there now. Yeah. So we've got to tell dad. So I made And was your other plan that you just wouldn't come back if it went badly with your dad? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think I got to a point by then where I was like, well, look, this is it. So this is me. So whatever. He needs to know. It's going to happen. Of course, I didn't do it. I made mum... Oh, that's very brave of you, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Mum, can you tell Dad? Yeah. Did she share some of your concerns that he might find it a little bit difficult? Oh, 100%. Right. What kind of man is your dad? Rugby man. Yeah, righto. You know. Yeah, you've, you've met some of those. Absolutely amazing, loving father, mm. but had a big problem with it initially. Yeah. So, yeah, so Mum told him, and I was actually very drunk out in Scotland, and um, my phone rang at, I don't know, in the morning. It was Dad, and he wasn't happy. Oh. Yeah. What did he say? He said, you know, this is a phase you're going through and all this kind of stuff. It was hard. It yeah. was really hard. But And I had to get on the plane and come home. And I was very hungover I was gonna get out <laughs> in Scotland. <laughs> so I came home and it took a while, you yeah. know, and we had many discussions. And he just needed time to get used to it. There was a great saying that somebody told me that I needed to be the parent in the situation. Mm, and yeah. he was like the child in the situation. And I think that kind of summed it up. And in our own weird way, worked it out. And then a year later, he was buying birthday presents for my boyfriend. You wow, know. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> there's a happy ending there. But yeah. it was my biggest fear. Do you think you were ashamed of coming out as gay? Or do you just think it was the pressure that society still puts on, you know, coming out and being different and potentially having receiving negative attention as, as a result of that? Where do you think it came from, that fear? I think the fear was losing everyone. I really Mm. thought I was desperate to have friends and I was desperate to have people who liked me. And so I was terrified that that would all stop and I would just be ostracized. Mm. But there was like will and grace. Yeah, 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 yeah. There there wasn't a lot of visibility for for people like us. You know, I remember the the top twins were all I had. True. Yeah, you know, and they were they were amazing. I remember the first time seeing them. Went over to my neighbours who were very Christian, and said, "Did you guys watch the Top Twins? They were so great." And my my neighbour Blair Appley said, "You should never watch them, Karen. You know that they're lesbians." Oh, really? And it was the first time I've heard heard the word lesbian. I had no idea what it meant, but I was like, "You yeah, know, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I'm not going to watch it." And then I went and did some research and found out what it meant. I was like, "Huh." It's for some reason I like them even more now. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even know why at the time. Whole new way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, I didn't fancy them. Oh, okay. Especially seeing as Linda Top plays my mum in the TV show, that would be even more weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know what you're into. I'm not into sleeping with my mum. <laughs> but look, if you uh, anyway, this is this is going to, into the gutter very fast. It is. So I appreciate that. Um, obviously, you had that fear of being ostracised. Was that the case with any? Did any of your friends say, "Oh, no. I don't like you anymore"? No, not one. I'm very, very lucky. And then you start thinking, well, why didn't I do that sooner? Mm, yeah. Because <laughs> when, when did you first start thinking to yourself, I think I might be gay? I don't think I ever really thought I was until in my very late teens. Mm-hmm. What goes on in your head is so confusing at that time. Yes. 
I don't think you would have allowed yourself to think that, even if you yeah. perhaps knew deep down that something was off, you know? I look back at my two-year-old self, and it's fairly obvious that I was going to end up being a big lesbian. Um, but yeah, like again, I didn't, I didn't acknowledge it. Was it the skate shoes? Or? It was the fact that I just used to wear these big, massive grey shorts and no T-shirt and sneakers that were too big for me. <laughs> You wore dickies ahead of time? Basically. I was, a, I was a, like a trendsetter. I mean, really. I don't know what's happened now, but anyway. Did you think when you went over to London, was that quite refreshing because no one knew you over there? So did you go over there being openly out and you could just live as yourself? Well, it was funny because I was living in this castle at a, at a, uni- at a university. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I'm a princess. Yeah, yeah. In um, a yeah, castle. You're at, living your best life. <laughs> and there were all these foreign students there and it was so cool to be just so anonymous and you know like everything was new and fresh and amazing and it's not like I walked in and said hi my my name's Ryan I'm gay (laughs) from New Zealand yeah yeah but funnily enough I, I hung out with all these girls Australians Americans Canadians and we were sisterhood yes yeah <laughs> and we had an amazing time and and slowly like I think maybe it took a month but I sat one of them down and I was like now I just have to tell you this is an American girl I have to tell you, yeah. you know, um that you know I'm gay and she's like oh yeah we we figured <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, this is not a surprise yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so I did kind of come out to them in a weird way but yeah it was very freeing and we went clubbing and we did all the stuff and I kissed guys and they came over to my room and it was it was awesome Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then you obviously have a public profile in terms of the job that you do mm. on the AM show. And obviously there is a bit of a story around what happened on one of those shows regarding Mark Richardson potentially outing you on air. Yeah, it's um, it is an interesting story. I think what's most interesting now, looking back on it, is that I was presenting my show for mm-hmm. like on radio yeah. or, or on TV or whatever for about three years, having not said that I was gay. And like now, I look at that and I'm like, far out. Like, what did I talk about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I never once would have said my boyfriend or yeah. my partner or anything. I yeah. just was very much anonymous. You know what I mean? Like, was that on purpose? Yes, it was. I wanted to be known for my work. I wanted to be known as the guy who was really good interviewer, who was really good at challenging politicians or um, holding people to account. I wanted to be good at my job, and I wanted people to know me for that. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, happens to be gay. It's not your defining feature. Yes, and I didn't want it to be. So I didn't want to be the gay guy from TV, Yeah, and I didn't want to be pigeonholed into some kind of role as well, because I was kind of worried that might happen. 
Yeah. You know, oh, it's you know, the quirky, zany one. So yeah. you go over here <laughs> yeah. or, you know, I wanted to be the guy who was doing the business. The other reason I think subconsciously is that I was probably a bit worried about what mm. an, or an audience, particularly a maybe slightly more conservative audience, older yeah. audience might think. Yeah, and I think that's probably quite warranted. Yeah. <laughs> but in saying that, when it all happened, fuck me. Oh, sorry. Um, well, oh. I, I won't fuck you, but you can say that as much as you like <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> fuck me six ways from Sunday. The feedback was yeah, yeah. largely amazing. You know, like there was a guy from, from Team Adu, let's call him Bob. I can't remember his yeah, name. but Probably was Bob. Probably was Bob, <laughs> yeah. who wrote in and said, there were lots of women saying, oh, so disappointed. I've had you <laughs> pinned for, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Bob wrote in and said, you know, me, it was me and my mates from the fishing club. You know, we love watching you on TV and we, we wouldn't have known. Just I've just taken the time to write you an email to just let you know that it doesn't bother us and that we're going to keep watching you anyway. Oh, that's so great. Thanks, Bob from Timaru. I honestly made me, I burst into tears. Which you've got a habit of doing, apparently. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do. When Mark Richardson said it on TV, yeah. what was your response then? So the thing is, the whole thing was kind of framed as he outed me. I mean, he didn't say you're gay. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, it hey, was, everyone, guess what? Right? Yeah. He's the gay news guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, just yeah, announcing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just gone six o'clock and Ryan's gay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, it was like we were having a conversation about, I don't know, um, lists or something. And he says, oh, I said, oh, well, you'll have a long list of, um, it was hobbies or something. Right, yeah. And he, I said, oh, you'll have a long list of, I don't know, cricket bats or something. <laughs> and he like, he's like, well, you'll have a long list of ex-boyfriends. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember, yeah. And so I was like, you know, it's live TV. You have, you have yeah. to make some quick calls yes yeah and I was like right the audience is going to be thinking yeah. what the fuck was yeah. that yeah and I had to basically decide do I just awkwardly brush over this yeah, and ignore that yeah 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 I'm the one that said yes I'm gay yeah because <laughs> I felt like it was like yeah uh, you know lingering yeah it was quite the moment actually after all the fallout from it, obviously it got a bit of attention in the media because everyone loves a story about people being a little bit different don't they they do yeah why is that why can't people just be happy with whoever people are as long as they're good people? I agree with you. I don't think it was from a negative point of view. Yeah. And, and this, as a journalist, I can completely understand why it was newsworthy. We're largely the same. And so when we see difference, we talk about it. So long as it's not spoken about in a negative or mean-spirited way, mm. I don't really have a problem with that. I think yeah. it's interesting. The edges of life. Do you know what oh, I mean? Absolutely, yeah. The bits that make us all different. So I don't hold any grudges about anyone who wrote anything about it at the time. Apart from the few nutbars who said some crazy stuff personally. But then even people like that, you just kind of feel a bit sorry for them, don't you? Well, exactly. You know? It's like, I'm really glad I'm not you. No, probably yeah. just need a big, a good bit of dick. Yeah, or, or you know? fanny, depending on which <laughs> <laughs> which side of your bread is buttered on. Um, <laughs> so generally speaking, you're saying it's been a pretty, you've had a pretty positive response to, yeah. to coming out, to being gay. Your dad's happy now. Yeah, he's been nothing but supportive. Far out, we've come such a long way in such mm. a short, short period of time. Yeah. yeah, we didn't even have the internet when I was at school. <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you couldn't look up any gay porn, that's for sure. Gosh, what would you have done? <laughs> Got a good, very good imagination. Oh, no? yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we have. We've come a very long way in a short space of time. And I do think about gay men and um, mm. lesbian women and people who are not quite fitting into the norm or whatever, yeah. what life must have been like back in the day. And I shudder to think, really. You're right, that that, that change is happening. I mean, we still do have the Bethlehem Colleges, the um, Arise Churches and things like that. So if we can just start um, getting rid of them, phasing them out, 
then I think that would be good. Yeah, see, I, I don't consider myself like a real campaigner. Shoot me, you know, I lose my gay card, yeah. whatever. But yeah. I, I'm not one to go around saying, don't be extreme yeah. Christian yeah. because I'm gay and I have the right to be. You will never have a world where everybody agrees with your lifestyle. Not everyone mm. will always love you. Some people will always hate you just because of who you are. Yes. The best way that you can get through life is to enjoy yourself. Don't care. Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about what they think and what they have to say. However, I do know that, you know, it's important that society moves and progresses and et cetera, et cetera. But I just think for me, you know, is the fact that Israel Falau, for example, has yeah. fundamental Christian beliefs. Is that affecting my life right now? No. Is he in a position where he's influencing other people? Yes, yes. but these people will always exist. Yeah. Let's make sure that our young people at Arangatahi know that there are people who support them mm. and that not everyone will always agree with perhaps how they choose to live their life or, or what they might find, the situation that they might find themselves in. If, if it hadn't come out through your long list of ex-boyfriends on the telly, yes. were you getting closer to coming out? And Would you have talked about it openly or do you think you still were like, oh, I don't have a need to, to discuss this? Without Mark factor. Yeah, yeah. I think what I was waiting for, because at this point I was actually filling in on the AM show. Right. I wasn't the host. Yeah. And if I'm being completely honest with you, my goal was to be the host of the show. I wasn't trying to... Get the job. No, <laughs> no, no, exactly. I never <laughs> once said I wanted you heard it. You it here, everyone. He got people fired so he could get his job. <laughs> get out of my way. Yeah. No, I never once said to the bosses or anything I wanted it. I was just coming in, doing my thing and doing trying to amazing. be the, yeah. yeah, you know? Yeah. In the back of my mind, I did think, I remember the, having this thought. Like, mm. I was like, once I have that contract, yep. that's when I can do it. Yes, right. So I was actually thinking like, oh, maybe in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, you'll just <laughs> drop in. Job. So my boyfriend this. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. By the way. Yeah. Didn't didn't obviously have to do that. And I'm and I'm glad that it happened the way that it did. Have you got any advice you'd give to your young gay self? Come out sooner. Yeah, that's that's the, again the, another common thread. I People bet are like, it is. why why were we waiting? You know? Yeah. I was like twenty. Such a waste of all my teenage years. Yeah. Maybe I'm bisexual, and it's sort of almost like you, you do that to lessen the blow of being fully gay. Yeah. But that's also not very fair to bisexual people who are actually bisexual. True. You know, so You're it's kind like, of like bludging off them a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this is I'm, this is kind of more palatable. Um, but then I'm, I really know I'm actually gay. But you know, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so your advice. What was your advice? I've forgotten um, now because it was so inspiring. It was. No, it was something good. <laughs> it what, was. Come out sooner. Yeah, that's right. Come yeah, out, come yeah, out yeah, sooner. Because we just were talking about that. But but equally, and this is going to go against the advice I've just given, like read <laughs> right. the T's and C's. But if you're not sure that you're ready mm. for it, you know, don't don't rush into it because you know there is time. Yeah. If you feel like you're getting to a point in your life where you might want to hurt yourself or you might mm. want to, you're not feeling like life is worth living anymore, which is yeah, I think a place a lot of us have been. Mm. Then that's when you say. I need to tell somebody because yep. I need to. But unless you're at that point and you're not sure or you're trying to figure it out a bit more and, you, you know, just take your time. There's no, there is no rush. Is there anything you want to add? Any other sort of gay stories, you know, gay tidbits? <laughs> I love a tidbit. <laughs> gay tidbits. I don't think I have any more advice for um, for gay people other than go out there and live your life and enjoy it. It's short. It's precious. Mm. I think you've got to live life for yourself first and foremost Yes. and for those around you. And if those people around you aren't accepting or embracing of who you are, then don't have them around you. Hang out with some different people. Yeah. Some cooler people. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I'm going to let you um, get on with the rest of your life um, right now. It's been absolutely lovely talking to you. You're even better in real life. Karen, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yes. This was Full Disclosure. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast is created by Kate Langdon and produced by Kate Langdon and Mark E. Hire, with audio mixed by Jess Valor and original music by Eilish Wilson. you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So, for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. Prepare for an unfiltered journey through the harsh realities of infertility. My name's Nadine Higgins. I'm a broadcaster, a journalist, and I've been trying to make a baby with my husband. That's me. I'm Dan. And we reckon infertility is lonely enough without making it a dirty little secret. In The Human Race with Dan and Nadine Higgins, we share raw and unvarnished stories of couples who have faced the brutal truth of infertility. Unless you've been in it, it's it's really tough and really lonely. Yeah, and also, this is really weird, but baby showers, you don't need to open the presents in front of everyone. Confronting the harsh reality that not every story has a happy ending. This very blunt abrasive doctor who I had you know had not seen before who delivered the news just like you'll probably never have a natural period again and you'll probably never have a baby. The human race where we share the untold stories of couples in the race of their lives to create a life. I feel like I nearly missed out and I got to do it and so I feel really lucky so it's been incredibly positive. Listen today at stuff.co.nz slash the human race or wherever you get your podcasts. The Human Race is proudly brought to you by Elevate.